Hey, 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 welcome to episode number 36 of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Astrid Ferguson. And today I have a special interview lined up for you guys. But before I get into the interview, let me tell you about Baltimore. Baltimore was a great time. I got to meet some new people. I got to see some families. I got to meet authors. I almost froze my little behind the death out there by the harbor, but it was a great and wonderful experience. So if you've never made it out to light the city at Baltimore, make sure you make it out there. And thank you to all of those who actually showed up. Now, about the interview that I have lined up, I have the infamous, the well-known bookstagrammer, Rod Kelly. Yay! Well, Rod Kelly is a classically trained baritone who loves to create, be it singing, writing, dreaming, etc. He is an avid reader, of course, lover of literature, past and present, and his favorite genres are fiction and poetry. So if you guys don't follow Rod Kelly, make sure you do, especially after listening to this infamous interview with the the wonderful the great and I won't hold you up any longer and let's get right into it you're listening to I mean can we discuss and I am your host Astrid Ferguson we will be discussing different issues that can be debated articulated chopped up any kind of way There's no real set way to this. It could be culturally, it could be socially, it could just be how we're feeling today. So you're here for the randomness and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. And welcome to a new episode of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Astra Ferguson. And today I have the wonderful opportunity of interviewing Rod Kelly. Yay! Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rod, tell Hello. How are you? Tell all of us in your own words about you and where people can find you. And what do you do outside of Instagram? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me on. This is very exciting for me. Um, You're welcome. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, Rod Kelly. Yes. Um, So I live in New York. Uh, I'm from Detroit, though. Oh, And yes. (laughs) Where am I originally from? All right, look, Mm -hmm. I usually have to break this down because it's like (laughs) (laughs) I was born in Dominican Republic and then I migrated to the United States when I was like one years old. So I grew up in Mm -hmm. New York. Um, So when I first came, I came, you know, we all Hispanics, they moved to Manhattan And then it becomes too expensive. So moved to the Bronx. That's where I was at over there in Jerome, Morrisad, Bobby Lehman, all them folks. What's up? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then my dad was in Brooklyn, St. Mark's, where y'all at, you know. 
Yes. Um, and then I moved to Reading for high school. And then from there, Philly, you know, been in PA ever since. So mm-hmm. I don't I really don't know where I should say where I'm from at this point. I've been around. <laughs> yes. You are worldly. Yes, you know? That's all. Um, yes. I mean, I can relate, definitely. I'm from Detroit. Mm-hmm. I've lived in South Carolina. Um, I I've lived in in Boston, in Atlanta, mm. um, in Baltimore, and now I'm in New York. So I've kind of been all over, uh, but I think New York is home for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of Instagram, of, of what people know me uh, for on there is just reading. Um, I'm an arts administrator. I work for... Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. Oh. Um, work at the Ailey School there. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a singer, classically trained baritone. Oh. Um, I have two degrees in music, bachelor's and master's, um, both in vocal performance. Uh, I do still sing actively. So, yeah, uh, very artsy life. Um, very creative. That's it. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, you like New York better because it has a lot more to do. I mean, it's it's kind of. I'm always interested in knowing, especially people who've gone to like Atlanta and lived in Atlanta. Because I know right. Atlanta's like popping. <laughs> Atlanta is popping a little bit. Um, I mean, so as far as Atlanta goes, I was there for school. So I was there for two years and it wasn't really, even though the city is, you know, it's it's a great city to be in. I was there studying, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, that, so that took up a lot of my time. I didn't really have a lot of time to go out and experience, you know, nightlife or, or just the social aspect of living in Atlanta mm-hmm. all that much. So when I left Atlanta, it, I didn't feel like I was really leaving much behind you know what I mean except of course the close friendships that I formed there um but in terms of just my social life I was like okay whatever you know mm-hmm. a lot before and being in New York more opportunities to work in the field that I work in um so that's probably the biggest thing and then it's just there is a lot to do and and it's it's never really a dull moment when I want to go out and do something, you know, I can just easily get out there. But when I want to come home and just be in my space alone and have some, you know, some time, uh, peace and quiet, I can easily do that too. Um, So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I love about New York. There's a lot that I don't enjoy, (laughs) but (laughs) for the most part, I'm not complaining, you know, yeah, New York is always a um a great place. Um I definitely miss all the options that you have in New York. Mm-hmm. I just don't miss the craziness and how expensive Oof. it is. Yeah. Uh that train uh, ugh, mm-hmm. makes me want to move. Mm-hmm. Move. It makes me want to move every time I have to get on a train, which is every day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Yeah. 
it's a, it, that, that it's a, it takes a lot in New York. So you completely bypassed the Rock Kelly has an Instagram, y'all. If oh my God, I did. Let Instagram. me go back. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back. Um, so yes, I am. I can be found on Instagram at red underscore R E A D underscore by underscore Rod Kelly. Uh, that's kind of it. I do have a Twitter account. Don't really use it. Um, so it's really just Instagram. I do have a Goodreads account as well. If you want to follow me there, um, it's also read by Rod Kelly without the underscores. Um, yeah. Okay. So now that we- work. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, this is a podcast. <laughs> You're supposed to promote yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My bad. It's okay. So when did your love for books first begin? Um, well, so I've always kind of been a reader. Um, I've always enjoyed reading. Growing up, I can't honestly say that I read the way that I do now. I mean, I, I liked reading sort of like as a teenager, I read like Harry Potter and I read the series, the popular series, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of stopped reading for a little when I was in college because um, I was focused on school and everything like that. So I would say properly the really within the last five or six years when I really loved um the whole ritual of books, talking about books, reading books, all of that um, kind of started after I finished um, kind of in the midst of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So maybe like within the last five years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, especially I think now, uh, it seems like there's more diverse books coming out and mm-hmm. more interesting stories. Not that the classics aren't bad, but it's just I definitely understand right. where you're coming from because when I was little, I wasn't really interested. Like like I read, but it was like I was a fan of Goosebumps. That was my thing. Mm. Oh, I love Goosebumps. Yeah, that was my thing. Yes. I forgot all about that series. I used to love that too, mm-hmm. though. And my dad was like, that's not really doing anything for you. And I was like, but it's interesting. All this other stuff. (laughs) But, you know, I think, I mean, you know, I'm, I think growing up, especially you are in reading, you know, you kind of just pick up things until you find the thing that really speaks to you as a reader. And I think when I was growing up, I didn't really, have that I kind of just picked up whatever was on hand whatever was close by Mm -hmm. and then in high school we had our assigned reading and I was never really a fan Mm -hmm. of that so I couldn't really connect to because I I mean I did read Toni Morrison in high school I read Song of Solomon that was my first time reading Mm -hmm. Toni Morrison but I didn't connect with it like I would connect with it later on because it was assigned and we would read like you know, five chapters here and then talk about it and write it. And you, I'm just not a fan of reading mm-hmm. like that. And so I would, I mean, I would really say the book that 
set me on the path to really loving reading, you know, hardcore mm-hmm. was Their Eyes Were Watching oh. God mm-hmm. by Zora Neale Hurston. Mm-hmm. And it was like, after reading that book, something just clicked in my mind and made me want to read mm-hmm. everything, you know? And so, yeah, that that, that kind of was the turning point for me to kind of being a, a grown-up reader, okay. if you will. And how much time do you spend a day reading? And what is your favorite genre? Um... I spend maybe four oh. hours on average reading. Not at okay, one time. I was going to say, I mean, who did that right. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, um, but I, I do read every day. Um, and I, I kind of, I ration out the time. So I read, I wake up um, and I read for about two hours in the morning before I leave for work. And then on my commute to work, on the train I'm reading um and then I might read if I have time at work I'll read a little bit there and then I read on my commute home I typically don't read at night because I'm mm-hmm. sleepy once I get home from work and I my brain just it's like no mm-hmm. go to bed um so yeah I think that kind of about four hours a day um and that's kind of my routine every single day um it's it's kind of just built in, built in time to my day. And then um, favorite genre. This was always a hard question for me. Oh, no, that's because... okay. You can have multiples. Yeah, I mean, because I, I don't really read one. I, I kind of read in all mm-hmm. genre. Um, I would just, I always say this um, jokingly, but seriously on my <laughs> on my page that I just I read everything I just don't read trash <laughs> <laughs> just I don't read trash and and by trash I mean like you know those books that they sell yeah. like at the grocery store mm-hmm. like which they might be good I don't know but like I'm not picking mm-hmm. that up you know what I mean so I just I just want a real well-written book it doesn't have to be any specific genre, but yeah, <laughs> just don't read trash. I understand. That's it. I look. Uh, I'm not even gonna embark on that one, but I understand because <laughs> <laughs> I have seen some. I've seen quite a bit. So, oh yeah, I see it all yeah. the time. But and it is. I mean, it. I will say, if people like to read what they want to read, if you gain something from whatever you're reading. That is all that matters. Mm-hmm. But for me specifically, I need something that is going to feed me on an intellectual level. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's just me. But see, that's where it helps you, though, because you said that you hate getting on the train, but that's your reading time. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, it's tough. Like, I love reading. Um, and sometimes like I can read slow if it's a book that I need to apply. Like Mm -hmm. I've been reading one book, um, like I, my favorite thing to read is self-improvement books, especially when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. I'm a big business oriented person. So if 
I read a self-help improvement book and um, business-wise, like right now I'm reading Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. Okay. I will go through a chapter and apply it and then come back and then apply that and then come back. So you see what I'm saying? It'll take me longer. Right. If I'm reading a novel and it is hell of an interesting read, I'll read that thing in a day or two. And I'm 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 yes. reading it like at the same time I'm putting laundry on and and then the kids want to talk to me and I'm like <laughs> not right now. <laughs> no, go away. So so it really depends on what it is. If it is a book that I truly enjoy and I need to apply it, I'm I'm going to take my time with it. If it's yes. a novel that I really enjoyed, I'm going to consume it in a matter of days and then you're going to see me come back because I'm like, all right, now that I need to do this review about this, let me make sure yeah, right. got to break it down. So that's how kind of I approach reading. Now, poetry mm-hmm. is a whole different thing. Poetry, it really depends. There mm-hmm. are some people that they write so artistically and they have mechanics and you got to break it down. And then there are others that it's quotes and people call it poetry. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it is. But it yes, is. no. So, no. I, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. But it is quotes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. but hey, uh, to each their own, right? Right. No, I I totally get that. See, for me, I I'm definitely I definitely pretty much only read mm-hmm. fiction. I don't read a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, I, I, I'll read an essay collection mm-hmm. here and there. Um, so it's really mostly just fiction. I love poetry. I don't get, I don't honestly get to poetry as much as I mm-hmm. would like to, because I really do love mm-hmm. poetry. But it's, it's, I, I'm very careful with the poetry select, poetry collections that I buy and mm-hmm. read. Um, because there are a lot of great poetry mm-hmm. collections, but for every great one, there are like five not great yeah. ones. You know what I mean? So I'm very careful with with the poetry. I'm I'm in the middle of um, Morgan Parker's Magical Negro oh, right okay. now. Uh, yeah, and I I read poetry pretty mm-hmm. slowly um, because I like to kind of look at how the language is mm-hmm. and try to figure out what the poet is talking mm-hmm. about and just take my time to 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 deal with that yeah, yeah. cool so our previous bookstagram reggie you know him of course <laughs> mm-hmm. who doesn't know reggie we all, the we reggie, know reggie reads who doesn't know reggie we all love reggie Yes. He has focused on reading and reviewing books written particularly by minorities that have less than 300 reviews. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you determine which books to primarily focus on reading or do you have like a niche focus at all? <sighs> I love this question. <laughs> But it's it's a hard question though. Ask your ask um, hard questions. First of all, <laughs> hey, yes, it's it's really hard. Um, 
first of all, I want to say um, just a quick shout out to Reggie um, because he was actually one of um, the biggest inspirations for starting a bookstagram page for me. Oh. Um, he he was he was very influential in in pushing me in that direction. So shout out to him for that and and just for creating his um his uh uh two books under 50 reviews i mm-hmm. think it's called um hashtag which is wonderful um and just for really uh putting a lens over books that don't get enough exposure mm-hmm. um and 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 are not talked about at all or very little um it's wonderful uh in terms of myself um you know, I, I'm very much a mood mm-hmm. reader. So when I'm, when I finish a book, um, I just look at my shelves and this, this may sound strange, but it's such a normal thing for me. But I often will say like, whatever book speaks mm-hmm. to me <laughs> or like calls out to me mm-hmm. from the shelf, that's what I'm going to pick up and read. Um, but also, um, I'm also sort of organized lately in that I have like several reading projects going mm-hmm. on right now. I'm reading different prize lists, reading all those books off the list. I have different authors that I want to read all their work. So it's kind of like organized chaos, honestly. I just kind of read whatever. Um, I don't really have a, f- a certain focus. Um, it's really whatever I feel like reading. Um, which I feel like is kind of different from, well, maybe it's not so different, but I know, I know I see a lot of people kind of planning out what they're going to read in advance. Mm -hmm. And I have tried that, but failed miserably because I'm just like, I don't want to read this right now. (laughs) So it's kind of, it's kind of awkward, like having a a preset Mm -hmm. list of books that I want to read. And I'm like, no, I'm not really I'm not really feeling inspired by this book. This book is not really speaking to me. Um, and it matters. It matters when you read a book. Oh, I yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely matters. You can you can walk away from a book that you read at the wrong time and you're like, oh, I hate, you know, I hate this. I hate this author. Um, because, But it's all because you read it at the wrong time. I completely agree with that statement. I think I've said this before that you need to read a book at least three times in your life and different phases in your life because it's going to hit you in a different yes. way each time you read it. Um, yes. Some people used to be like, oh, that's an interesting analogy. And it wasn't until I heard the girl from Well-Read Black Girl that she said that. And I was mm-hmm. like, see, her and I, we could be friends because I've said <laughs> this before. People looked at me like I had two heads. And now she agrees so and it's very true like right now one book like I had a nice thick stack that I've been reading and one book that was hard for me because I'm like it's like I'm putting the emotion in before getting the story it's three three women Mm -hmm. when I heard the you know when I read the synopsis and all I was drawn in now that I'm reading it I'm like I thought this was a report but it seems like it's a novel but then it's like (laughs) I'm I'm gonna have to put you down because I'm getting frustrated (laughs) 
So I can totally yes. agree with what you're saying. So, yeah, I, I feel like, um, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like that book for me, what you just said about reading a book multiple mm-hmm. times is definitely Song of mm-hmm. Solomon. Um, I just read that book for, I think, the third mm-hmm. time um, recently. And it's it's just crazy how how different the impression is each time I read that book. Um, and I, it's, I, 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 I agree with you when you, when you have a, a book that you might read it once and you're like, huh, like, mm-hmm. you know, that did something for me, but I know that I need to come back to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, or it did something for you one time and then you read it and it does something else for you another time and then you read it again and then you're Absolutely. like, how the hell did I miss this? This, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, that, yeah. So I, I completely agree with you have to definitely be in the right state of emotion to receive the story. Mm-hmm. So what does the word books the grammar really mean to you and well you said what inspired you to become one was definitely Reggie or was there something else as well so um I love the word bookstagram (laughs) (laughs) um first of all I think it's (laughs) I think it's um I'm always happy when I think of the fact that there's this whole community uh, a global community Mm -hmm. you know what I mean that of people who who love reading and that is that is the common thread um, between all of us. Um, for me, it really it's 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 pretty simple, honestly. For me, being a bookstagrammer just means that I um, the the core of what I do on Instagram is reviewing mm-hmm. books, um, and so for me, um, where just regular old Instagram is is people kind of keeping track of the daily things that are going on in their life or, or they focus on whatever, whatever niche they focus on. But for a bookstagrammer, it's keeping track of the books that I read and, and not always reviewing them, but um, certainly just when I move to talk about a book, um, I'm going to write a review. And that, that pretty much makes up the core of, of what I do. What really inspired that was, Really, honestly, boredom. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> being real. Yes, being real. I was very bored with, um, just bored in general. And I felt like I was I was getting on Instagram and my, and my page was just, I wasn't really focused on anything in particular. I would just make, you know, if I felt like posting something, I would post it. Never really used the story filter. Uh, feature at all and then um, I mentioned Reggie earlier Um, I began to post books here and there that I would be reading Um, and then as I would do that people's pages would Mm -hmm. pop up people who focused on books and Reggie's was one of those pages and I just kind of just made the decision to say you know what i I'm just going to talk about books on here. And it was interesting because the people who I followed, the people who followed me, none of them were, <laughs> were book 
were um, mm-hmm. bookstagrammers. And so I just kind of, I just totally overhauled my page, my, my followers, all of that and shifted the focus. Cause I, I just, I, I wanted to, to be, to use my space for what I love to do, which was primarily reading was, is my favorite hobby, my favorite um, sort of intellectual activity mm-hmm. to do. Um, so yeah. So it's you don't it. look at it as in the way, like it could be debated that in a way books to grammar are influencing the liter- the literary world. And that is to influence others to buy like these particular books or informing because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of I would say more of the younger people are on Instagram. So influencing, right. you know, the younger generation to pick up a damn book. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely, I think that's something that I really want to believe. And, and to a certain extent, um, absolutely. I think uh, amongst ourselves, we inspire one another to to read books. I mean, I I come across books that I wouldn't have known about otherwise right. from from other people on there. And um, but I'm not so sure. And this is just my honest thought. I'm not so sure how much we influence people who are not bookstagrammers to buy books because I'm just thinking of um before I was a bookstagrammer, I didn't see that community at all. And so it's kind of like, if you're not looking for something, if you're not, um, if, if that's not something that you're, you're wanting to be a part of, you're not going to see it. I didn't see bookstagram at all before I decided I want to have a book page. So I'm not so sure how much we're influencing people outside of bookstagram, unless we're reading like, um, a, a huge book at the time that that people who aren't avid readers are also reading, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, I I guess I guess the the short answer to your question is yes. I do think we are influencing, but I think that we're mostly influencing each other, you know, to to read more books. And but I will say that there are people who just are my friends outside of social media, you know what I mean? Who will, they will see my post and they're like, oh, you know, you make me want to read more. You make me want to pick up a book. Can you give me some recommendations? And I love getting messages like that, honestly. I mean, sometimes it's it's tiring to, you know, get messages <laughs> from, from another reader who just wants to sit and talk about books, which I love doing, but it's always a nice surprise and nice experience when someone outside of that community comes to me and they're like, you know, I really want to get back into reading. I, I love to read, but I just never do it anymore. Can you help me? Can you, you know, lead me in the right direction? Tell me what I should be reading. And I love that. I love, I love hearing that someone wants to read, but they just don't really know what to read because that seems like a common problem you know I mean, the, the common thing is that people want to read but they just don't know i what mean have to you read. walked into barnes and nobles it's overwhelming like just <laughs> you just be like you're right yes what is a good story because y'all just y'all have tables yeah. and 
I don't even know. First of all, I still don't even know how to look for books in Barnes and Noble because I'm like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I thought this was hey, an yeah. alphabetical order, and I've been in this section for the past twenty minutes and can't find the book that I'm looking for. I know Barnes and Noble is not great. I will say, indie bookstores. Mm-hmm. That's that's usually my go-to. Um, I have a great local store. I would encourage um, anyone if, to to really Google and, and search if you have a local bookstore, because um, not only is it going to be sort of a, a smaller, more intimate experience most of the time and not as overwhelming where you have like everything in there at one time and you don't know where mm-hmm. to start, um, but usually the people working there will be knowledgeable about what to read uh you know the latest books where to find things they'll know those things um so i would encourage you to visit uh, an independent bookstore um and otherwise if, if i'm not going there i'm just ordering online i i don't really barnes and noble is kind of like <laughs> ridiculous mm-hmm. so I try not I try not to go in there I only, try to avoid I only go in possible. there when I'm looking for specific books and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get it in time so I'll right. go in there looking for but I'm I'm going in there with the mindset that I know what I'm getting I can't go in there the not way. knowing what I'm getting and then <laughs> and then I have gone to local bookstores and maybe you'll agree with this, but I feel like um, in our local bookstores, especially minority owned, they tend to heavily focus on one topic. And that Mm -hmm. is usually like uh, political science and, you know, discrimination and, you know, all kinds of of things, which is good, but it's like, listen, I really just wanted to enjoy a novel that was going to take me through a journey. I'm, I'm not here to be, to fight or be part of the resistance. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so, (laughs) and I hate to say it that way because it sounds controversial, but it's true because I'm like, like, I just want to read a good right. story. Like, I'm I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to be pro or against anything today. Today, I just, yes. I've had a long day and I just want to escape <laughs> through some pages. Yes. I don't want to cry about some, like, I, I see it, you know? And then yes. the other thing that I realized, because I'm also very much business focused, uh, when I go right. into these stores, I, it's like I don't really see a business out either. So that's why I'm like, all right, uh, local stores, they are great. But it's also like when they're so focused on one niche, you can lose right. those readers. Um, and And then they find themselves looking for more stories, you know, especially written by us minorities to include in those stores that's not around those subjects so i mean so it's good like it's good and it's bad so that's the way that i kind of look at it so it really depends on what it is that you're looking for on what you're looking for right right 
if you look to create a research paper, man, and, and you got, you know, they listen, you can you can collect books from there. All right. <laughs> You're in political <laughs> science and all that. Listen. So um, you already said, I, how long have you been a bookstagrammer, by the way? It's been like almost two years, maybe. I'm actually fairly new on books. Really? Still, I am. Oh, yeah. so then we, you don't even notice like the <laughs> algorithm. Because I was about to say, that's the other part about Bookstagram. The algorithm yeah. used to be more helpful. This new algorithm, I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly new. It's, it, it's barely been like a year and a half since I've truly been an Instagrammer. And when I hear the word algorithm, it honestly always makes me laugh because it, it's something I don't even pay attention mm-hmm. to. And so I'm like, what, <laughs> what is the big fuss mm-hmm. whenever I hear it? Um, but yeah. Well, the fuss is, I mean, I guess for me is different because I'm not just a bookstagrammer. Like, Right. I I truly enjoy books. And I mean, I have a lot of books in my house. Um, I need a library. I need to be like Bill Gates. <laughs> no, really. My <laughs> husband would be like, can you please come in here and not pick up a book, Astrid? Like, I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't tend to just post about books um, or join just one community for books because I feel then it's committed reading instead of fun reading um so I'll post most of my reviews like on my website because there I can be as extensive as I want absolutely so that's why I'm saying for the algorithm um, is not as helpful because it seems like before, because I've been on Instagram for a long time, but I wasn't like, I didn't have like a business page. It was much easier to find people. I, I thought anyway. So a quick word from our sponsor today, the solopreneur sidekick. So do you want to build a website, but you don't know where to start? Or you're tired of paying website designers for web pages that, let's face it, just don't convert customers into paying clients. Well, if that is your problem, I have the solution for you, my friend. Yes, click the link below in the show notes and start building your website that wows with the solopreneur sidekick on Squarespace. Yes, on Squarespace. Enter the giveaway by clicking the link in the show notes and start saving stress, money, and all that awful techie stuff. You can start with the solopreneur sidekick and start building not just any website, but a website that wows. Why do you think that most people are become like there's a lot of bookstagrammers now. So why would you think there's a lot more bookstagrammers now? I mean, I think people just people want to be a part of a, a community of, of other people who have similar interests. And um, in terms of the, the, the bookstagram community, um, it is, 
I mean, I guess there's a couple way, a couple of ways that I look at it. I mean, it is a space that is overwhelmingly uh, uh, white yeah. and overwhelmingly female, uh, predominantly. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of the the people who I who I see making bookstagram pages or or feeling, you know, emboldened to to come into the community are more diverse voices mm-hmm. and uh, those are the people who who tend to pop up um, within my radar uh, which I love you know I, I love that yes bookstagram is is overwhelmingly one thing but it's also um, because of that it opens the door and invites people who are not that dominant thing to come in and say you know well here's my take here's here's what I want to say about it and in terms of just the presence of black men on bookstagram it's a very slim number you know there are not a lot of us there in that space and so um the the ones of us that are there uh we're all so different and I think Bookstagram gives us an opportunity to, you know, nerd out and talk about books and say whatever we want to say, but also do it uh, in a way that still allows us to be our individual selves. Um, I know for me, the the things I do in my space on Bookstagram um, it's 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 so different and it, it has a different appeal than what you know the next person might might mm-hmm. be doing um in their space and people respond to that in different ways and um i i love the the global aspect of it i mean i have followers and people that i follow from all over the world um and it's it gives me an opportunity to get introduced to new books and to to see what everybody's thinking about, you know, a, a book that's super hyped, and yeah, I, I think the thrill of just having a collective activity that everybody's doing and responding to in a different way is is the big appeal of of Bookstagram uh, for me certainly, and and I'm sure for a lot of others. Right. So, since you um, were saying that it has a different appeal, what do you think sets your Bookstagram account? review process apart from anyone else's I think um I think I'm just very candid mm-hmm. uh, on bookstagram and it's gotten me into trouble <laughs> a little bit um <laughs> I mean it has mm-hmm. you know I, I'm very I'm very candid and I, I'm also very passionate mm-hmm. about the way I feel about certain things um uh, about certain issues and I'm I'm not afraid of expressing those things, um, and I, I I never intend to uh, for my space to be a harmful one. Um, certainly not. But I also think that uh, Bookstagram can be a little a little PC mm-hmm. at times. You know, and people are afraid to 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 say something bad about somebody. But at the same time, you know, I see people who just can't wait to 
trash a book or I, I don't know. It's like it's kind of a mixed bag uh bookstagram. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of all over the place. But in in my in my space, I think what sets it apart or makes it unique is that I am just myself in that space. I, I don't pretend to be anything else. Um, and I try to always just be incredibly candid and just be honest. And in terms of my reviews, I think my reviews um, are a reflection of of the artistic side mm-hmm. of me. You know, very, very expressive, um, a little poetic. Um, I try to I try to make my reviews as beautiful as the books that they describe and talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and yeah, that's my thing. And I and I also don't um, set out to review every single book that I read, um, which which is a common thing for a lot of other bookstagrammers who they read a review, uh, they read a book, and as soon as they finish that book, they write a review. Um, and um, I find it's my personal personal opinion that the reviews aren't always polished when you just sort of write the review just because that's the thing that you do you know what I mean and for me um I have to be moved by a book I have to uh, I have to feel um something within me um for that book to inspire me to write a review for it okay so uh, based on your reviews I because I follow you I noticed that you don't have like a rating scale is there a reason for it (laughs) yeah um I've been asked that a few times by people like oh you don't use stars and and yeah um it's changed (laughs) I I think you know I I think I've definitely I've gone through a couple phases since being being a part of bookstagram Mm -hmm. um which is which is interesting because I haven't been there long. But um, when I when I would first start reviewing books, it definitely was a carryover from using Goodreads, mm-hmm. which has a built-in rating system. When you finish a book, you can give it between one and five stars. Mm-hmm. And I used to do that all the time, and I would carry that over to Bookstagram because it, because it's what I saw other people doing. You know what I mean? So. I kind of was like, oh, you know, that's how I'm going to do mine. But at some point, I started getting annoyed (laughs) (laughs) at the fact that, um, and I made a whole story about it, about people um, will write a review that's like, oh, my God, I love this book. This book was everything. Oh, my God. And they'll be like, "Um, three and a half stars. (laughs) And I'm like, where you know, I'm just confused at what the stars actually signify. What, what, you know, what qualifies as, as four and a half stars versus five stars, you know, why not just give it a whole five stars? And so I started moving away from that because I just, I just no longer saw the point of rating books with stars it just it just started not making sense to me and I just decided I'm going to just write in words what I felt about this book it doesn't need stars as as a qualifier of of you know how important this book was because some people won't even read the review they'll just they'll just look at the star rating like oh this person gave this book three stars but what does that mean you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so so that that's kind of how I how I moved away from that and in terms of 
the way I write reviews, um, I tend to focus on kind of the same things in my reviews. I don't really talk about the plot um, pretty much ever. I, I never really describe what happens in the book. It's really just my impressions. You know, what are the themes? How? What was the writing like? What was the structure like? How did the characters impact me? How did they move me? Um, and, and that's kind of my whole thing. I'm I'm really attracted to the plot. I tend not to really care about that. I, I love the way the book is written, the way the language is, the way that the, the book is structured. I love all that stuff. So that's kind of what I talk about when I review books. Good. You sound like you could be like an editor, a, a writer, because <laughs> that's what us <laughs> writers struggle with when we're first crafting a book. It's tough. Yeah. So... It seems like this is a time where everyone is creating a book club, right? (laughs) I I swear. In your opinion, why do you think that is? Um, Well, first of all, I have to say that I love the idea of book clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love them because they're a space... And book clubs are kind of a an an old thing. They've been around a long mm-hmm. time, you know what I mean. And and they're a uh, they are a space which allows people to engage not only in reading but in just a a bookish atmosphere in which they can talk to other people about what they're reading, and it it makes reading a social activity essentially and I always and I say I love the idea of it because I personally have not been the most successful at (laughs) being a part of a Mm -hmm. book club um but I do love and I and I love I love that social media has made it easier for someone to have a book Mm -hmm. club um I think if I were to do it I would it would work better for me if it was an in-person thing. Um, book clubs that exist solely on social media. Um, <laughs> they're not, <laughs> they're, they're, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to be engaged in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's a lot to keep up with, with like people messaging in and, and, and sticking to a timeline of reading I kind of like to stick to my own timeline, but, but I won't, I won't go into all of that, but I, but I, my opinion on, on book clubs and people creating them is I absolutely do love it. I love the idea of people wanting to make their reading into a group activity, into a social activity. Um, It personally has, has not worked out for me to do that. I would love to do it, but it's like that, I'm just not aligned with what a book club requires of its members. Um, but yeah, I think, I think people, I think people are making their own book clubs because they want to, they want to read the books that they want to read and they want to read them with the people who want to read them. You know what I mean? And I think the creation of more book clubs, um, it creates more opportunities to people for people to, to a get introduced to books that they might not pick up on their own you know people uh, may say oh I 
pretty much will only read that book if I'm reading it with another person. And I may gain a different perspective on that book. I think about book clubs that are devoted to classics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? People might not pick up a big, a big tome, you know, written in, uh, in the 19th century on their own. But if they're reading it with a group, it's like, okay, I can, I can finally engage with this book um, in a way that I wouldn't be able to do on my own. And, and that's kind of the same for, for any book club. It's, it gives the, op- it gives people the opportunity to, to hear other people's perspectives on, on reading. And some people connect with books better when they can sort of have a sounding board and, and are able to bounce ideas off of other people. Right. And you're right. So that's why um, my next question is, were you part of the Oprah book club for the water dancer? I was not, but I will Mm -hmm. say (laughs) that I do follow um, the, the Instagram for Oprah's book club. I do follow them. I do try to, keep up with the questions that are posted but again it's just a matter of the timeline you know I I just I'm not great with um scheduled reading because it just I can probably do I, I probably can fit my reading in with the schedule but I tend to go faster mm-hmm. than what the, the what the timeline is for the book and I tend not to want to wait so long mm-hmm. to discuss a book. It just, it, I, I can't let the book sit with me because I'm kind of on to the next book. Right. <laughs> By the time it's, it's time to discuss the book, I'm already reading. You know, I'm two books beyond the point at which I finished the book for the book club. Um, but I loved The Water Dancer and I love that, that so many people are reading it. And I love that so many people are reading it as a part of Oprah's book club, um, which, which of course is, is, you know, the big one. <laughs> um, it's Oprah. Um, Listen, I would but, join, I would yeah. join Oprah's book club. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I mean, I had the book before she announced that, that she was uh, making it the new selection for the book mm-hmm. club. Um and just her announcement made me even more excited to read it. Um, because, you know, when a book is hyped up, it's either you fall for the hype, you fall into it, or you're like, no, I'm going to wait till the hype dies mm-hmm. down. I definitely fell into it and I could not wait to read mm-hmm. the book. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not personally part of it, but um, anybody who is, I hope it's going well. And I, I, and I love I love the fact that she she chose this book for her book club i have the book and i and i'm refusing to read any reviews (laughs) (laughs) because i don't want it to mess up my experience yeah Um, yeah everybody and people are i i can't stand people who who put spoilers in their reviews and people are spoiling 
the book. <laughs> so, so do not click on reviews. My review does not spoil the book, but I've read so many reviews that are like, "Damn, y'all are just, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all are spoiling the whole book." Right like, now, I on. listen. Yeah. I do write reviews with spoilers on my website because I told you I write it extensively. Um, but right. I put it at the very beginning where I'm like, "Listen." This includes spoilers. Yes, give us a warning. <laughs> so please do not read past this line. <laughs> yes. See, you're nice. Other people are just like, here's what happened. Uh, uh, I'm not even gonna warn yeah, you about it. No. So. I, I make sure I put that in there. But like if somebody yes. wanted to because I'm sure you receive books, right? You receive free books in an exchange for a review or a post or something. So I so do. how would someone who is interested in joining, let's say, the Bookstagram world, how would they go about right. finding like these publishers or these groups that would send you an art right. in exchange for an honest review? So so here's the tea on that. Ooh, tea, um, it's really no, it's it's really no tea i just wanted to say that just to sound like i had something crazy to say but no um i mean honestly for me for my experience was first of all um just asking the publishers just just going to their um a lot of a lot of publishers have instagram mm-hmm. accounts um and it's just a matter of going straight there and saying you know hi I'm such and such and from my experience the publisher does look to see that you have you know a a decent following mm-hmm. um by decent I would say mm-hmm. between 1500 and up okay. you know so I can um, submit because I'm tired of paying <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, it just, I just began to, when I, when I sort of saw my page growing a little bit more, and I, I kind of, I think that I write pretty good reviews. Um, and I would go to the publisher and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in reading such and such book. Um, check out my page, check out my reviews, um, just to get a sense of, of the way that I review books. And, and if it's possible to send me a copy, I would love that. And um, I got ignored for a little mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't hear anything back. But then over time, um, certain publishers uh, began to respond and they would send me copies of books. And um, it's, it's sort of like, you know, forming a relationship with with publishers and uh a couple publishers uh they they will add you to uh an email list and and you'll get a choice of certain books that you receive every month and it's really about just a presence having having being present for those publishers and them them being able to see you and see what you're doing see that you're talking about the books that they are publishing um you know you, you not i wouldn't say kissing up to them because sometimes I receive books um, that I don't necessarily read right mm-hmm. away. Um, and, you know, so it, it, I wouldn't say, I never, I never phrase it. If I do ask a publisher for a book, I never phrase it as, you know, hi, can I have this book in exchange for a review? I just simply say, 
may I have a copy of this book? I don't always read it right away. I don't always review it right away. Um, I don't, I, sometimes I don't review it at all, you know? Um, but if I do, um, I make sure to thank them for the book. Uh, but yeah, in terms of new bookstagrammers, I would say just focus on establishing who you are on bookstagram. You know, focus on establishing a voice. If you review books, um, you know, establish a style, establish a unique presence um, and just be bold and just ask, you know, it, it just doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to ask. The worst that can happen is they say no or you get ignored um, <laughs> and or you either keep it moving or like me, you keep asking until they say yes. That's it. Right. And I guess what I'm trying to get at as well when I asked about the bookstagram world is because I see a lot of people mm-hmm. who say they love books and they have all these books but I don't know if it's just for clout or they really enjoy it because I'll see people post books and they've never written a review in their life Oof. and uh-huh. when you ask them about <laughs> the book they can't really give you specifics and it just it, I'm just like <laughs> Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, there are definitely, there are definitely, um, some non-readers on Bookstagram. Um, you know, what I will say about that is that I, I do think, um, there are people who receive books from publishers who are most certainly um, not reading these books. And the publishers continue to send them books because those particular accounts, they garner a certain amount of visibility for that Mm -hmm. book. And it just gets the book in front of people's faces. And they say, oh, you know, let me click on that and see what that is. For me personally, I want to know what you think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I want to I want to hear what you're saying. Um I want to I want to know that you're you're actively engaging with books in some way. No if you're I, that doesn't mean that when when a particular person who may have, you know, a bunch of followers and they receive all these books, that doesn't mean that they have to review every single book cuz sometimes I understand that that's that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand posting a book and not, and just saying like, oh, look at this book I just got. I don't mm-hmm. understand that, but I do, but I do understand that, you know, every book you receive, there's just no way that you're going to review every single one. Um, so I, I mean, like I, going back to my comment about Bookstagram being a mixed bag, of course, there are those who are, their presence on Bookstagram is kind of unexplainable it's it's hard to understand what their overall message is and for me it's kind of like you can separate it into groups of those who are all about the aesthetics they want to have a page full of pretty pictures with you know pretty pictures of books um that doesn't really feed anyone intellectually you know, and then there are those who uh, are are 
totally uh, engaged with the content of the books and they're posting reviews and they're posting, you know, wrap ups every month and are, are just totally head first, mm-hmm. you know, immersed in, in, you know, the bookish shenanigans. And I tend to think that I'm somewhere in the mm-hmm. middle um, because I do, I do like posting, you know, cute pics with my books and mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> um, and, but I also make sure that along with that picture, um, what I'm saying about the book is, is interesting. And as uh, appealing as the picture that goes along with it. And in my stories, um, I like to kind of just keep it random, whatever I feel like posting in there um, is, is what you're going to get. Uh, and so yeah, I, I think it's a it's a mixture, and some people get upset at those, you know, big accounts who get all these books and you know they don't read them, and and it's it can be irritating if you really sit and think about it, you know. But I, I honestly, if if you're doing your good work and reading your books and posting your content, and you have people who really enjoy it and really love it, and you know that's what you should focus on to be honest um because the people who who are are here for your content you know that's that's what they're there for they want to hear what you have to say they they appreciate your specific voice um among all the voices that are there on bookstagram and there are so so many you know but they want to hear what you want to say so um i think it's important just to not get so wrapped up in the in the you know the bureaucracy and the 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 politics of it all yes i mean and i was gonna say if i'm if i will be totally honest i thought you was gonna say people come to my page too because i got fashion sense because i'll be like that's a cute beanie where you get that from (laughs) well thank you i try i try to be cute okay i'm gonna say you serving some men fashion (laughs) you serving some book fashion i'm like oh this is wonderful so where to from here rod will you evolve into possibly writing or is bookstagram just like your favorite hobby i honestly don't know i my answer now would would be to say that bookstagram is very much um uh a hobby of mine i mean I I love being a bookstagrammer. I love writing about books and talking about books. And I've, in general, I've always loved writing. Um, but I don't, I guess in my mind, I don't consider myself to be a writer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, so I can't really say where it'll go. I, I know that I'll never stop writing about books or just stop writing in general because I don't just write about books. I, I write outside of what I say on my Instagram. Um, but I would love to t- continue uh, growing my page. You know, people want to follow me. Um, that makes me really happy that people even care about what I have to say on Bookstagram, you know, because there there are so many people who, you know, are throwing their opinions, you know, out there and, yeah, I, so for now it's just it's just a very um, a very intellectually rewarding hobby for me. But who who's to say? You know, who's to know where it will go from here? Yeah, you never know. You can keep all your options open. 
So thank you so much, Rod, for coming on the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. This is definitely an interesting yet well-needed conversation. Yes. Because even though I don't be all up through Instagram posting a bunch of books, I do read a lot, guys. Yes. (laughs) And you can tell. I'd be like, no, that's not what happened in that book. No, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having yes, me on. always. You know, come back another time, you know. Um, yeah. So tell everyone again where they can find you. And do you, by the way, I didn't ask you, your reviews, do they only exist on Instagram? My reviews exist on both Instagram and on Goodreads. Um, on Goodreads, sometimes you'll find a longer review than the ones that I post on um on bookstagram but in general though in general they're usually the same the same exact review um and yeah you guys can find me uh on instagram at red r-e-a-d underscore by underscore rod kelly uh and on goodreads the same thing read by rod kelly no underscores uh yeah so check me out if okay. you want to. Okay, well, there you have it, guys. And that concludes our great conversation today, Rod. And that was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to, I mean, can we discuss? Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us if you want to see what we're up to, what projects we're up to. And... Enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you might be. I was your host, Asher Ferguson, signing off.